short for a stormtrooper? Butter a carb? I don't understand the question, and I won't respond to it. Is butter a carb? Is butter a carb? Is butter a carb? Is butter a carb? You're listening to KXRY Portland at 91.1 and 107.1 FM, and KXRW LP Vancouver at 99.9 FM, streaming online everywhere. Oh, I need to take a breath. At xray.fm. And this is Megan Hattie here with, uh, this isn't officially Is Butter a Carb. This is part of the special Megan Hattie Presents uh, special content. And this will actually be my last week on air. So stay tuned to see what's coming up next week. I'm sure it'll be juicy or something. And uh, (laughs) I have a special co-host tonight. Um, he is my temporary life partner, Nate. Hello. (laughs) Say say that again. Hello. 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 So we met two and a half weeks ago on Tinder and we moved in together yesterday, but in six days we'll no longer be together. So that's the teaser for this show. Stay tuned to find out (laughs) more. (laughs) It's going to be a fun hour of radio. Should we play some music? Yeah, what do you want to play? Um, Kate LeBon. I think it's pronounced LeBon. Oh, uh, she's not French. Is she? She's uh, Welsh. Where is she from, though? Like, where was she born? Wales, I think. Oh, she's, okay. But I think she pronounces it LeBon. I know she does, but I don't think she knows what she's talking about. It's like, I live in Brooklyn, and I live off the Kosciuszko J-Stop. And I think it's Polish, and it's technically pronounced Kosciuszko, but mm-hmm. the people in that neighborhood have been pronouncing it Kosciuszko for like, <laughs> decades, and that's you know, also correct at that point, I guess. Do you say it the right way or the way everyone else says it? Well, they're it? both right. But what do you do? I say Kosciuszko. And that's the, r- the right way? The, the, the Polish. Yeah. Yeah. There's a street called Glisten in Portland. Well, you know that. I thought it was Gleason. It's pronounced Glisten because it's named after the family Glisten. But a lot of people, everyone says Gleason, but, um, and people, when they say, anyway. <laughs> Glisten is the right way to say it, but I feel silly saying it because it sounds, it feels pretentious, you know? Right. Anyway. So, <laughs> so what, what's this song called? It's called Love Is Not Love. Kate LeBon, I got introduced to her at the beginning of this year, and my friend bought me tickets to see her at a Bowery Ballroom. And I was blown away. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it was it's so far the her latest record, um, Crowd Day, has been the soundtrack of 2017 for me, and it's been nice. I feel like I haven't had an album define a time period of my life uh, in a long time. It used to happen more when I was a teenager, so it's been it's been good getting to know Kate. Cool. Here's Kate Levon. Thanks for listening to X Ray FM. Once again, if you want to text in any time this hour, the line is 971-220-5979. I 
This is X-Ray. That was a cool band called Palberta with a song, She Feels That Way. And uh, we went to see them last night, didn't we, co-host Nate? We sure did. And you bought their, their tape. Yeah, I had to. I had to They're buy They're so good live. I'm very stingy with money, but 
sometimes a band just makes me feel a way that way i think in this situation i'm the she and i felt you think they wrote the song about you yeah like they traveled forward in time and saw that i felt that i needed to buy their tape and then they went back and wrote the song yeah yeah and they were so good and you can remember their name really easily because it's that street alberta and then you add a p at the beginning i just popped the p Mm. um they were great and we went to that show because you're friends with them and you're friends with the band that they play i'm friends with with yeah with palm who they were playing with i i am acquaintances with palberta they're they're very awesome that's very um, honest of you <laughs> and and yeah palm are, are good pals i went on a tour with them a few years ago um and yeah they're incredible uh we should listen to a song of theirs they're they li- both these bands live in philly don't they live in palberta live in new york uh, That's what they told someone. Oh, they, they're actually spread around, I think. I think Lily Lake still lives in upstate, uh, like by Hudson. And they're, they're spread around. Cool. So here is Palm with Walkie Talkie. This is Megan Hattie Presents. Thanks for tuning in. This is my last show on X-Ray. And uh, I uh, this show was Is Butter a Carb until recently. And in case you didn't know, we're turning it into a podcast. And if you want to know what's up with that, you can search on Facebook.com for Is Butter a Carb? question mark and like it and you'll know what's up. So here is Palm.
Man, that was killer. Thanks for uh, taking me to that show. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah. So, as I mentioned earlier, um, Nate and I met pretty recently. And are we dating? Yes. Yeah, for sure. But you're leaving in six days to go back to New York. And then we'll no longer be dating. Yeah. So, it's a weird space to be in, but I also find it very interesting um, psychologically. And we've talked about it a lot because I think we both find it interesting. And that's why we're talking about it on the radio. And I just wonder, I don't know, summer is often like a time when like flings happen and like people are traveling and things aren't really normal in the summer. Yeah, I guess I'm always like sort of weirded out by the like. The notion of like the summer fling like mm-hmm. i feel like flings i guess there's more situations that pop up in the summertime mm-hmm. and yeah it's, people it's summertime like is, a, is a nice time for romance but you know i feel like flings just happen when they happen when mm-hmm. paths cross yeah but i think it do think in summer people have like fewer inhibitions in general or they're just like day drunk all the time you know yeah and that well, I'm yeah, I'm on vacation right now because it's yeah. summer. So I Exactly. Guess. And so um yeah, so we've been dating and something very crazy happened yesterday. I faced a very serious situation in that my brother went on a hike two days ago and I got a call around one PM yesterday, um, from my mom saying that he never came home. So at the time, my brother was missing, and uh, there were helicopters looking for him in the wilderness, and it was probably the most scared I've ever been, and I ended up going to your house, Nate. My brother's house that I'm house-sitting here in Portland. brother's house, whatever. It's, pretty, it's your house as far as I'm concerned. It's your house, too, now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um... And so I was with you when I was waiting to hear uh, news about my brother. Well, and first you called me and yeah. told me. Yeah. Well, you can talk about that. I don't well, uh, yeah, we, it's a, it was a strange bit because when you first told me, before you found out that he had called um, 911 to say that he was lost, which made it seem like it was more likely that he'd be okay. Mm-hmm. When you first told me that he, he he was missing and that there was helicopters looking for him, I was like, I thought that he was probably going to be dead. Like, it was really, it sounded really intense. And then I f- was thinking about how it was a really strange space because I, my impulse was to, to be there for you, if that was the case, and like um, support you and but at the same time we've only known each other for like a couple of weeks and yeah and like it's something of that magnitude um like i feel like maybe it would just like our connection would just be like totally negligible in that circumstance and it's just like i'd just be out of the picture you know i don't know like if he had died yeah yeah i mean i can't anticipate how i would have reacted yeah i feel like but like I feel like that's, it was obviously very intense for me, but it must have been intense for you too, to not know. 
yeah it was a it was a strange suspended space you, you came over and we just laid in bed for a couple hours waiting to hear if he'd been found and yeah very intense and but like at that's that point we, you're hopeful though like yeah, yeah yeah you're pretty sure that he was going to be all right because you got you talked to your dad and he said that like your brother had called and so it wasn't some accident it was like he was lost we knew that mm-hmm. yeah exactly and it's like it's just weird to have faced that and like been around you when there are lots of people i've dated in the p- <laughs> Stuff got real. Stuff yeah. got real, that's, yeah. We did have to hit the dump button. Yeah, that's... Stuff got, stuff got real, and it was really vulnerable. Weird. Again, if you're just joining us, um, we're talking about temporary relationships. Have you ever been in a relationship with, like, a date, an ending date? And uh, was that... Did you like that? Was that sad? Was that nice? Is that reassuring? Is that bitter? Is it sweet? And do you think do you think it's uh it's a waste of time? That's what yeah. I've been th- thinking about a lot because, like, I don't know. I feel I feel like there's a belief to approach dating where it's like you are looking to find the person you want to be with for the rest of your life to like marry and have kids or something, and somehow, mm-hmm. um, if a relationship is definitely going to end anyway is like is it pointless mm-hmm. Wait, I don't and I don't think so yeah well if you want to text us about this I'm curious what people think um 971-220-5979 that's 971-220-KXRY I don't think I'm the only person who's ever done this you know tell us how it's gone for you because no I don't know my philosophy is not that dating is the search for the one. Right. At all. But if I'm like asking myself, would I rather spend a month with you or not spend a month with you? But like knowing that you were here anyways, like obviously I would choose to spend that time with you, you know? Yeah, it's. I, and it's about, for me, it's about like the intimacy and, and vulnerability of exploring a special connection with someone, even if it's, even if it's not forever. It's just mm-hmm. like part of, because I, I think it, it, it's, it shows you a lot about yourself too. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it's just part of ongoingly becoming a person. But do you think that it's more going to be Mike? I was telling you earlier that when I was a kid, I would go to New York every summer, which is where you're from. Mm-hmm. My mom is from close to where you're from. Right. Um, I would go to New York every summer with my mom or with our family, and we would hang out with this other family, the friends of my mom's friend growing up. And this girl, Melissa, we were the same age. And we would just be, like, the closest, best of friends for a whole week. Like, we would do everything together. We created, like, all these inside jokes really quickly. We, like, remembered stuff from the year before. We were just, like, attached to the hip and, like, made up dances and, like, did fashion shows. It was so fun. Mm. 
but then always like about halfway through the week I would start to get like preemptively nostalgic about the end um, of it and I would get super sad like at night I think I would like cry when we were like sharing a bed and be like I have to leave Melissa in three days like Mm -hmm. I have to leave Melissa in two days and then when we actually left each other it was always like probably the most devastated I'd ever felt as a young person and just like it is hard to balance that like trying to stay in the moment but just like preemptive nostalgia when you're fairly emotional like I am yeah apt to be yeah yeah my perspective is already changing on it like a, a, a little bit like no I, th- I think what I said a couple of days ago is still true of like the just even if it's gonna end just the the feeling of getting like really into someone and the and the pain of separation are both life affirming and just mm-hmm. just like feeling like that but um I think already from two days ago I might have underestimated how sad it's gonna be yeah because the other day you like seemed pretty sure that like yeah you're like the pain's worth it like for sure which like it is but it's it's, you're like you're like less sure today it's funny yeah well i also i was thinking about like when you think about like heartbreak i feel like what what can be most painful in like a breakup is like a rejection Mm -hmm. or um you know, if a if a if a long, great relationship ends with like anger or like in a really traumatic way, um, or yeah, just just rejection, like the person that you're still in love with doesn't want to be with you anymore. Mm-hmm. That I feel like that's the the hardest kind of like heartbreak to stomach. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, maybe if it's more just situational and things are good Mm -hmm. um, but it's you understand that it's sad and it has to end that's um, easier to deal with going out on a high note yeah we did get a text from someone and here it is actually the time I spent with an old boyfriend after I knew he was moving away for sure was the best time in our relationship we went on tour with our musical projects made the breakup much more chill yeah. yeah, I mean, when there's an end date, it does make you cherish things more. I mean, that's honestly kind of how I've lived my life. Like, I recently moved away from Portland to the Salem area, actually. But in my last week in Portland, like, I did literally every fun thing I could think of. And I had way more fun than I'd had in the several weeks before combined. Just because there was that pressure to, like, make the most of it. And I do think that without that kind of pressure in all areas of my life, I would be doing a lot less, mm-hmm. you know? And especially with my brother's situation yesterday, that's made me think about life yeah. in general the last day or so. Yeah. If you also want to text in, feel free to. Uh, 971-220-5979. We'll be here for 36 more minutes talking about deep stuff (laughs) (laughs) well i was thinking about the the text we just got about like once they knew he was moving away and how that was the best time in the relationship 
and how end dates can make you appreciate things more. And also how, I th we talked about this before, how if this wasn't clearly a temporary thing, it probably wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. Like, And do you think that's because of both of our tendencies? Yeah. In terms of like commitment? Yeah, being... Yeah, I feel like if there's not a, an end date, it's it's way more. You feel like you're committing to way more and yeah. you're way more um, worried about like showing a f too much affection or mm -hmm. like worried about like. I feel like doubts about the long term mm -hmm. can come into play and like cloud yeah. things more. They definitely do for me. Like, there's a reason that ninety percent of my relationships have been right before I've moved. Yeah. <laughs> That's just when it feels safest to me. Yeah. It's funny. Sure. But no, I was telling you the other what, what were you gonna no. say? No, go on. <laughs> that I was telling you the other day that I'm afraid that I'll be like this for the rest of my life. And that that seems very sad and avoidant. But then it doesn't you happen. said something very wise. What did I say? You said that you give yourself like three, three ways to think about it. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I feel the same way. I have the same fears, and then on one hand, I guess we're talking about three hands. <laughs> three fingers. So the first finger is that if like I have issues with commitment and uh, like fear of like not just being on my own and being able to 100% selfishly pursue whatever. Mm -hmm. And if that's a problematic thing, then I can recognize that and there's the potential to work through that and grow from that, like through therapy or otherwise. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, doesn't have to be that way forever, even if that's what's going on now. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing was also take comfort in like maybe Maybe it's just like I will meet, you know. Maybe you do meet the one or mm -hmm. <laughs> like someone that that changes that for you. Mm -hmm. And then the the third thing was that like they're like being in a like life partnership, like finding the one and being like in like you know getting married and being with the same person the rest of your life isn't the only way to live a life mm -hmm. and be happy like. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I can't tell if the third thing... The third thing is, like, what I want to believe is possible, and maybe it's just, like, the brainwashing of media that's, like, convinced me that you, in fact, do need someone. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, I think there's a lot of people that have lived their lives and without partners and have been happy and have... Like Jane Lynch. Who's Jane Lynch? Who's Jane Lynch? Okay, she was on Glee. Oh, I never watched Glee. Me neither, but I know that she's on it. Is she, Have you she seen Party Down? Is Party she the Down? character on Glee or the actress? The actress. Okay. She is, um, yeah, she's a lesbian. She was married for a few years, and then she divorced her wife. And then she, like, came out publicly and was like, I'm better off alone. Like, she, you know, she's mm -hmm. like, I'm not meant to be in a partnership and it's just like that's cool that she knows that and like 
there are parts of me that hope that I can be that way and be that sure of it. But I don't think I'm sure enough to like shut out the possibility of partnership. Sure, yeah. And there are scary and sad things about the idea of like being alone when you're like older. Like, mm-hmm. But I also think that like getting trapped in like a bad high school sweetheart relationship out of fear mm-hmm. and like just staying with someone because that's what you're supposed to do is like sadder have you seen people that do have done that sure yeah yeah i won't name names <laughs> <laughs> they're not listening uh, anyway shall we play a tune sure we we're talking about playing music that we've listened to over the course of our two and a half week relationship and uh We've been listening to a lot of Elliot Smith, and we've been talking about Aldous Harding. And uh, let's listen to Aldous Harding. Aldous Harding. This is the song Horizon, and it goes out to my brother because I bet he was happy when he finally saw the horizon emerging from being lost for 24 hours in the wilderness near Eugene. This is Megan Hattie presents a post is butter a carb interview series uh if you want to text in the number is 971-220-5979 this is x-ray fm where radio is yours Here's your- 
X-Ray. Save the date. X-Ray FM Summer Party is coming on Saturday, August 12th. It's a free party with bands, X-Ray DJs, a street fair with pop-up shops, and more. Are you a vendor or a small business who would like to have a booth or a pop-up shop? Email events at xray.fm. Are you someone who likes to have a great time? Save the date. White Owl, August 12th. The X-Ray Summer Bazaar is coming. It's so bizarre. Isn't it, though? X-Ray. Hey, this is Megan Hattie Presents. I'm here with my temporary life partner, Nate. What's I'm loving that title. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we are talking on the radio, just like blowing the lid off of relationships with time limits. And we want to know what people think about them and how they've experienced them. Because it's pretty weird. Yeah. But cool. And so you can text in at 971-220-5979. And I was saying that it's funny because because we're in this like temporary space, we've been like joking about marriage a lot. Yeah. And it's super funny <laughs> because it's like ludicrous. You know, I mean Yeah. I think the the time limit is given us the like the safety, the psychological <laughs> freedom to like explore those like thoughts or feelings a little uh-huh. bit wh- whereas like like sort of what we were saying before if if we'd been like dating for two and a half weeks but we both lived in the same place it would be like it would probably if i made jokes like that it would probably freak you out yeah and yeah, like, and yeah. same yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah it's very funny because yeah but when i think back totally on jokes no, I mean, we could get married someday. Yeah. You never know. But it's like, somehow it feels safe to joke about. Right. But like... Is that... Is that sad, though? Like... Cause we're like... Diff- a, dissing the institution of marriage? No, <laughs> what like... What do you mean? Like, maybe it's... Like, we're, we're... We would be too scared to, like, get that real with somebody quickly but like maybe a lot of people aren't as avoidant of relationships as us so mm-hmm. would just ex- explore those feelings for real <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think if i've ever even gone there with a former boyfriend like i think me and my high school boyfriend who i was with for two years like literally just in high school we talked about it was maybe after we'd be dating for like over a year that like one day we were like I could like marry you someday like and it was like we were being very sincere Mm -hmm. and thinking back that seems so weird and I've never been at a time in my life or in a relationship where that like actually seemed like a possibility I have you have yeah Uh, like did you talk about it yeah like about like having kids and and feeling and and having that feeling of like we're gonna be together forever Mm -hmm. and like really diving into that Mm -hmm. which i mean it feels it feels good to to put that much meaning on a relationship Mm -hmm. to like give yourself that sense of like this is it this is like 
the, the special, beautiful, like true love that I was supposed to find. Mm-hmm. But, but then, the, it, but then it ends, and yeah. then you're way more skeptical of that feeling the next time around because you know that. Yeah, exactly. It can happen however many times. With yeah. So you many people. you think you're just getting more and more jaded with age? I don't know. Like you were telling me about what it was like to turn thirty. Yeah. And that something in your life changed. Yeah, I I feel like this since I turned thirty, I've been getting less jaded. Mm-hmm. Like we were t- well, we, we were talking about with uh, with Kate LeBon, um, mm-hmm. how. I hadn't gotten so emotionally into an album the way it like would define a period in my life since I was a teenager. I, I like associate that kind of um, emotional investment in music with youth a little bit. Like a lot of people, sort of taper off with like their love affairs with albums or artists as they get older. Yeah, um, I and I for and, sure. and I I totally have, but I got into Kate Bon in this crazy way right after turning 30 and had the feeling of like oh that's awesome i can still feel this way Mm -hmm. and i felt that way about you (laughs) (laughs) wow no me too and yeah it's weird how music and like human connection can be so connected for lack of a better word like when i see that's what i wanted to say about aldous harding is that she when i saw her open for deer hunter last october at the wonder ballroom she was just so raw and real and i don't know if any of you have seen her live i've definitely heard her play it on x-ray before so i know some of you have seen her but she gets so into her songs and it's almost like she's possessed and her face like contorts and is just so out there that you know, when she first came out, I think everybody had the same reaction of just like almost wanting to laugh because mm-hmm. it was so different. And yeah, then it was like funny, but also probably just con- confrontational, and people wanted to laugh because it made them uncomfortable too. Yeah, right? it did. Well, at first I was like, <laughs> "What?" Like, but then as she started singing, as she like, I cried because, but feeling that connection and not really being able to describe it like made me feel like wow i'm not a robot like i can still feel something Mm -hmm. and that's how i feel when i like find someone i fall for someone after not having done that for several months it's like oh thank god like yeah i'm human still like i'm still yeah feeling things and because music was so important to me as a high schooler and middle schooler like it really kept me going Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was like obsessed with so many bands and so many albums that it's cool to feel that sometimes about like music and people and directors and comedians. I don't know. <laughs> You're laughing at them. I guess I felt, you know, deep connection to some comedians like Tig Notaro, for Who? example. Tig Notaro? No, no, no. I don't know. Do you listen to that much comedy though? No. Yeah. Not a lot. That's right. Maybe I'll, I'll show you. Yeah. Something. Turn me on to some, some good stuff. Yeah. Should we listen to more music? Are you ready for this one? Uh, I guess. Or this one? Uh, sure. Let's do that. Okay. This one? Yeah. Okay. So. Actually, no, the other one. 
Oh, okay. This one? Yeah. Okay. So you're in a band, a really cool band. Like, I actually really like your music. Um, it's a coincidence. And they're called Zula. And how long have you guys been around? Like seven years in some form or another. Cool. Oh, wow. We just got oh. a long text that I'm excited to read. Okay. I think relationships are always worth it. I think not entering one is just an act of fear rather than just saying yes to life experience that's presenting itself. And I experience myself so differently with different people. Everyone illuminates a different part of myself to explore and experience. So it's worth it to just get to know yourself more and also to really feel. <laughs> one of the most beautiful relationships I had was a three-day love affair in Australia when we knew we would be leaving each other after those few days. He lives in Sweden, but we're still friends and stay in touch and have great love for each other. Yeah. I like that message a lot. Me too. Cheers. Thank you for texting us. Yeah, I like that. I, I experience myself differently with different people. That's so true. Like, that's, yeah, I was sort of talking about that before, like the, get, you get to know yourself better. Mm -hmm. through relationships even if they're brief like uh, mm -hmm. if they're intense and vulnerable you learn something new about well the other person too and just like how mm -hmm. how someone is and how that rubs up against you mm -hmm. and that can be like the best teacher yeah for sure keep sending messages if you want we're here for 17 more minutes then um, a new show will be taking over next week and I will be doing a podcast of Is Butter a Carb with DJ Mommy Miami herself. So like our Facebook page if you want to know what's up with that. Is Butter a Carb? Question mark. I'm sure a lot of your friends already like it, so it'll probably pop up first. Um, we were talking about your cool band, Zula. What Nate. defines a cool band? I just, I like <laughs> your music. It's good. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I you'll like hear for yourselves listeners but there's a lot of cool stuff going on here and uh so the song we're gonna hear santa cruz did you write it or did uh, your my cousin, cousin henry wrote it cool it's on our most recent album nice so this is zula
Hey, Megan Hattie here for the last time on X-Ray FM. And also for the last time on X-Ray FM, here's Nate. Hi. <laughs> um, we're temporary life partners. Um, we've been talking about it. It's been pretty cool to talk about. And uh, I learned something about you the third time I saw you. And that's that you have... Is it something you have or something you yeah, I think do? I think no, it's something you have. Color grapheme synesthesia. Yeah. What does that mean? It means that numbers and letters have inherent colors to me. So like, you know, two is yellow, three is blue, four is brown. And it's always been that way. And any number or word gets colored based on the digits or letters that make it up and it's just kind of part of my experience yeah does anybody else have that out there in portland or x-ray land um apparently it's fairly common like of all the kinds of synesthesia it's the most common have have you met anyone who has it besides that's not in your family Uh, i feel like i have but my sister and my uh, mom have it but uh it's so it's clearly hereditary somewhat Mm -hmm. because i i Aside from that, it's like uh, one in a thousand or something has it. It's, I mean, in the scheme of things, pretty common. Do you think our kids will have it? Probably. Does that make me a more appealing mate to know oh, that for your, sure. your yeah. offspring might have? I want my child to like be very confused and not know why they see something no one else does. That would be very fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's, yeah, super cool. Because like you were telling me, I was like, well, what color am I? What color is my name? And it's red and purple. And you said that those, like, you like those colors. Or I asked you this already, but so does the colors of someone's name affect how you feel about them? Um, yes, like, subtly. I think so. I, I think, like, if someone's name is super brown and yellow and like it's not as appealing but like there is room for that person if they're awesome to 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 like help color in the name a little a little differently over time this sounds just absurd (laughs) uh, that's cool you should like join a forum or something like oh yeah on there's like some society online that I joined in college because I did a research paper on this and they did I did a, a test online to see if I had it and there you there's some society of people online but I don't know I haven't looked into it or like followed up with with my peeps <laughs> so you didn't really know what it was until like later in your life or you knew because of your mom maybe no I didn't it? put a word I didn't know that it was an official thing or what anything about it until like I was taking a uh, like a psych uh, sensory uh, course and I did a paper on it but uh, I had, before that I had discussed it with like my mom and sister um, who's probably listening Amy I love you she seems cool I'm gonna meet her in tomorrow yeah, we're going to go camping. Wow. Yes, we are. Yeah, that's something I... No, I think I've camped with one of my exes. So this is a big deal for me. And uh just hope I'm warm enough. 
<laughs> Am I supposed well, to say I'll keep you warm? <laughs> that would make me feel safe. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, this has been fun. It's been a trip. I'm going to listen yeah, to this thanks, next week thanks for and cry. Me. Yeah. Oh my God. I was thinking about that. Gonna download. You should listen to this on the airplane. Oh no. Uh. Over and over. <laughs> That'd be cool. Anyway, shall we play some Elliot Smith? Yeah. Okay. So this is Ben Megan Hattie presents with Nate Terepka from Zula and from My Life. So this is Elliot Smith. A distorted reality is now a necessity to be free. Thank you, X-Ray. Stay up with uh, me on Twitter at The Martian Tide. And if you want to listen to Is Butter a Carb when we reboot as a podcast this fall, like us on Facebook, Is Butter a Carb? Thank you so much. Love you. Bye. You want to say bye? Bye. Side, doll it up in virgin wild.